421. 421 is brought to you by Crush Media Co., a marketing and communications agency that helps brands maximize their social content production, publishing, and engagement practices. Crush is where brand content and social strategy meet. This is a pop diary. Being in a band is a special thing. It's like family. And occasionally, you run across a band where the brotherhood can be quite obvious. It could be in their attire. It can be an agreed-upon songwriting style. It could be in the name alone. Or it could be all of the above. Case in point, the Zambonis, a self-described all-hockey band where every song is about hockey. Dave Schneider of the Zambonis is a guy that I admire considerably. See, I have this thing for what some people perceive to be gimmick bands, but where others see gimmicks, I see passion, dedication, heavy-duty commitment, and most importantly, I smell fun. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, I smell fun, too. Uh, it, it is fun, right? I mean, you guys always look like you're really enjoying yourselves. Uh, you know, the first uh, four years of the band, we fought a lot. We were all happy on stage, but after that, you know, the next 16 years, we realized we got the picture. Wait a second, we're we're in a band, you know. what? Who wouldn't die to be in a band that actually plays, you know, good music together? And you get the idea that there's no reason to fight if you're in a band. That's the last place you want to fight it's the weirdest thing. I mean, I can remember that, you know, uh, in my own life. You know, what is it? Well, were we taking ourselves way too seriously? And, you know, it just takes you a little while to, like, settle out a little bit? Well, that's the funny part. You know, now that we, you, you, we look back at it, you know, we're writing songs, you know, The Referee's Daughter, and, you know, we're treating these songs like Beethoven and the Beatles. And, you know, <laughs> we're writing songs about hockey, and we're throwing in metaphors, and we're having fun. And, People enjoy listening to it. Why are we fighting? And then, you know, from there on, it was uh, it was uh, an easy picture to get. Well, you know, as as you heard in the in the introduction, I mean, I, I love a band that has committed to something as deeply as you guys have committed yourselves to hockey songs. I mean, do do you think about or do you even care about any perceived sort of gimmick band notions that people may have? Because you know, I, I love the Ramones. I love Devo. I've always really dug this kind of approach to forming a band and the commitment that, you know, is required. Is it, is it freeing or is it constricting? Like what, give me the arc of those, you know, 16 plus years. It's only constricting to a few people who see it that way. Um, we, we, you know, when we decided to do this, it was a joke, you know, we were in England and, you know, we said we should write songs only about hockey and we all laughed. And, you know, for the first song i remember writing the song called away game and uh i'm like oh this is kind of cool because it's a, it's about hockey but like it's not a joke song it's kind of a sweet little love song and then the next song came and, and i'm thinking to myself well how am i going to write another song about hockey and then all of a sudden we all you know peter tarkin and, and others and boys john it became something else where you don't think oh we got to make this a hockey song honestly it's hard for me to write songs that don't have a little pun you know i find myself trying to write a song and i'm like oh that would be great to throw in this little line just to make it a little hockey and uh that's that's also the joy of the, of the band is we don't do what you'd expect a hockey band 
you know, we don't write, I'm going to punch you in the face and, you know, shoot, score, even though we did write <laughs> shot, score. <laughs> but not. there's only a couple songs that are blatant hockey songs. And, you know, I wish we did write those because we'd probably be very wealthy. But we've gone the Bob Marley and the Hartford Whalers route. That's, you know, one of our song titles. So that's also the key is to keep it artistic and not write some bad songs that are what you'd expect, you know. What is your your sort of approach to songwriting? I mean, sometimes on this program, I try to pick brains over what what a particular writer's process is. Are there any sort of set things that you do when you sit down to write? No, no. Uh, we, we just look for, you know, usually it starts with the music. You know, I mean, we might have a title. Matt, the drummer, sent me a, an article last night on the Whalers, and, it, you know, there was a line, all guts, no glory. So immediately... You know, both he and I are like, there's a great song title, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, it just starts with music, and we're, we're big fans of music. I mean, you know, we, we have a studio here, and we, uh, Peter Kadish from the Zambonis records, you know, a lot of bigger bands. So we take our music really seriously. Um, we just don't want to put out anything that would represent the band in a bad light musically. And that sort of paid off with bands kind of respecting what we do and our production skills, even though it's a hockey band. And that that's a great joy. But, you know, getting back to what is it freeing you was a question you asked before. And what we realized early on in this band is people are going to see us as a joke anyways. So what that does is give us, in this band, we don't have to have one clear sound. You know, you mentioned Devo and whatever we like. If I feel like writing a song that, you know, is a lot like a Johnny Cash Sun recording, then we're going to do it. We don't have anybody to answer to, and we just want to play music. You know, lately I've been listening to a lot of Thelonious Monk, and, and that's coming out in some of the new stuff. We've got these weird, like, fun, weird Devo meets Monk songs, and uh, it's just whatever we want to do, we do. I mean, people are just, they, they're immediately attracted to you because they're fans of the sport, they're at the event, there are you guys, you know, with your gear on, and you've got your jerseys on, and, and boom, you've just got this entry, right? And, and they're willing to give it a listen, you know? Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> the, the early stages were different because we came into it from the musical side, not the hockey side. Yeah. So that that was kind of cool to be playing, you know, CBGBs and all these weird clubs in the 90s, early 90s. And we were still in full hockey gear then. So that was a, a different approach. But it's odd, and it's, it's kind of sweet for us that we were, and we still, in a weird way, are accepted more in the musical world, even though we're playing, writing every song about hockey and wearing every, you know, one of our 563 hockey jerseys from the garage. We're still accepted in the musical world more than a hockey world, oddly enough. You know, we should be playing that 
Winter Bowl in Boston. But hey, you know, the Jonas Brothers are the Jonas Brothers. How do you look back and think about what it was like walking into a place like CB's back then, you know, with the approach that you guys had? And, and you know, you said that, you know, it, it was sort of a tough sell. I mean, if you thought about it from a concept idea, it's not a good idea. You shouldn't do this, you know? So we never thought about it. We just did what we wanted to. And going in there, we didn't care, and, and it didn't really matter. And and luckily, the music spoke for itself. So we'd be playing with these bands that were, you know, angry and, and you know, just had their whole thing going on. It was kind of like everybody needed a little light moment at that time, and and we were it for a while. So it was it was a good thing. You you touched on something really interesting. You know, I think that one of the defining moments in my career as a musician, and the thing that probably did me in was that moment when it switched from being about having fun to me trying to make it about making money. And and it really may have done me in and done the guys in. You know, if you were approached by a high school kid, you know, today, who wanted to sort of pick your brain over advice, right? It's like, hey, Dave, you know, I, I, I'm going to start a band, and I'm serious. Like, well, what are some of the, like, knee-jerk gut reaction things you would say to them? Have fun. Don't do it to say, I'm going to get a record deal, or don't think ahead. Just do it. Have fun. Concentrate on the music, and also look around. When you're playing one gig and you see one person smiling, you've got it. You know, that's great. That's it. That's the joy. You know, it's a, it's a special joy. You know, I just had a kid, and... You know, they say, oh, he grows up so fast. That goes for a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, if you're having a good time, just remember that. You know, when you're 20 years old and you're out with your friends and you're laughing hard at whatever it may be, grab that moment because it's, it's not going to always be like that, and those are special moments. Don't think ahead and think, what can we do to make this, you know, what, how are we going to get famous or whatever. Just keep on doing it and have a second job so you don't have to worry about the money because the money's, the worst and the hardest part. So, you know, you're, you're still talking to this high school kid, and he says, Dave, you know, um, how, how should I approach writing a song? Writing a song, I would say, really just uh, look for melody. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. Um, in the early stages of this band, um, Peter Kadix and myself wrote a bunch of the songs, and, you know, every time I, I'd come with a song, he'd say, well, well, that, that you can't, that sounds like the Beatles. And, <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, geez, if, if it sounds like the Beatles, is that the worst thing? Yeah. You know, what do you want me to do? And Peter, Peter doesn't listen to, you know, anything past, like, 1956. You know, his biggest influence is Bernard Herrmann, who did the Alfred Hitchcock soundtrack. So you, that's a tough guy to be in a band with. Yeah. So, so he never said, you know, you can't, we can't do this. Like, this sounds like Bernard Herrmann, but still... Um, I would say to that kid, listen to tons of music. I mean, everything. And absorb it. You know, just absorb everything you're, you're listening to and start with just a melody. You know, start with just something simple. Don't get too complicated. A simple song, you know, I wish I could speak to Tom Petty and say, how do you do that, you know?
Um, okay, same kid going in for the, uh, his first recording session. Uh, relax. <laughs> that's that's where the fight start. Re- recording is still tricky, and uh, you know, in this modern world, it's, it's so awesome to, you know, you could record. Basically, you could record drums in a big studio and pay them their big money, and then go home on your Mac and record everything else. And I just made a record um, for J Dub Records. We're called the Macaroons. It's a kids' band. We did exactly this. We recorded everything on the Mac except the drums, and I've been recording for a long time. The record sounds unbelievable, and it's it's great. Relax in the studio and don't spend a lot of money. Excellent. What about uh, same kid uh, just about to you know do his first gig? First gig, take a deep breath and try to make be as comfortable on that stage as you are in the kitchen of your home. Uh, don't don't have any fear. You're you're the one with the microphone. You have the power. Everybody else can't elevate their voice like you. So relax and uh, don't scream in the mic too. Could you tell me a little bit about your uh, your your latest stuff? You know, so some of the more recent uh, recordings, releases. I saw uh, you've got a, a disc, "Fight on the Ice," from what is that? Uh, last year or so? Yeah, we put out a uh, iTunes only, basically, um, you know, record called "Fight on the Ice." We had a song that Versus was using for a while, and uh, we just figured somebody somebody out there wants some more Zamboni stuff, and and then. Um, we're also uh, we're putting out our greatest hits in America. It came out in Canada, but it never came out here, so that's coming out. And the new stuff, I might do uh, just a digital release of that, too, but tons of new music, just so many new songs. We've got about 30 new songs, so we got to get it out. I'm sitting here thinking about what a small world it really is when you stick to something, you know, for a while, and you this this music world that you live in, and that I, I guess I, I hover on the fringes of, you know, it's um, it's really great, you know, it's like so much fun to have these extended relationships and know all these artists, and it's to me, it's one of the great benefits of 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 being a musician and just loving music. Oh, it's the greatest. I mean, you know, my wife uh, and I were talking the other day, and I realized that, you know, these these bands are my family. There's, you know, I, there's nothing I enjoy more than just sitting in, in, a, in a car. I mean, you know, some guys like to talk about sports or whatever. You know, we'll sit in that, that van, and we'll talk for eight hours on a drive to Pittsburgh, and... It's never it's never dull. It's great. We laugh and uh it's it's a great treasure and I I hope to do it till I'm eighty five. Well, thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate you uh taking the time and best of luck to the Zambonis. All right. Hey, hey can I do one more thing actually? Yep. 
Um, we're playing some great shows in the very near future. December 5th, we are playing in Brooklyn for a, a great event. It's a 185 Beatles songs marathon live. Uh, we're in it. Ryan Miller from Guster, uh, the Naked Brothers. It's it's kind of crazy. Sean Fogel's The Golden Bloom is doing it, and uh, just check it out on our website. And then on December 11th, one of our great heroes from Connecticut, Mark Mulcahy, had some tragedy in his life where his wife passed away suddenly. And uh, there's a new solo record, uh, a new tribute record out with Tom York from Radiohead and Michael Stipe from R.E.M. and tons of bands, and we're part of a tribute concert for Mark here in New Haven. And uh, it's a big deal on December 11th, Toad's Place in New Haven, Connecticut. All right, and people can get more information at thezambonies.com. Yeah, that would be great. Dave, thank you so much. All right, George, thanks a lot. Rock on. Get on the train, it takes me away. Not gonna see you for a while. Why? It's an away game. It's an away game. I'm coming home soon. Four twenty one.